Welcome to the Sport Manitoba podcast, hosted by Nolan Cole. Welcome to episode 32 of the Sport Manitoba podcast. My name is Nolan Cole. I'm the digital media specialist at Sport Manitoba. At Sport Manitoba, our goal is simple. We aim to ensure every Manitoban has access to the resources they need to achieve their full athletic potential. And we do this every day by developing the skill sets of Manitoba's athletes, coaches, volunteers, and officials. We're also the main funding agency for amateur sport in the province with multiple provincial sport organizations inside our building. All of our previous episodes are available on all the podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give those a listen if you're interested. And we also want to emphasize that we followed all public health and physical distancing guidelines in producing this podcast episode. The Summer Olympics are over, but the Paralympics are just beginning in Tokyo, and one Manitoban will be making history at those Paralympic Games. I'll speak with her next, right after a look at a few of our campaigns and sponsors. Millions of teeth are lost or traumatized annually during sporting activities. Custom mouth guards are recommended by the Manitoba Dental Association as the best way to protect the teeth and prevent injuries to the soft tissue of the mouth, as well as the head, jaw, and back. Visit your local dental office to learn more or get fitted for your custom mouth guard. Talk to your dentist. Good for you, good for life. Sport Manitoba and Doctors Manitoba joined forces in 2013 to launch Fit Kids Healthy Kids. Both partners saw the need to promote physical literacy as a means to combat health risks associated with a sedentary lifestyle such as type 2 diabetes and obesity. Doctors Manitoba has been generously supporting Fit Kids Healthy Kids financially since its inception. Learn more at sportmanitoba.ca. Kids who have fun playing sports are more likely to stay active and healthy for their entire lives. Sport Manitoba's Value of Sport campaign emphasizes the positive outcomes of participating in sport. Learn more at sportmanitoba.ca and join the conversation on social media with the hashtag ValueOfSportMB. Winnipegger Olivia Meyer will be making a groundbreaking appearance at this year's Paralympics. The 22-year-old badminton player is the only Manitoba athlete competing at the Games. She's also the first ever Canadian to compete in her sport as para-badminton makes its debut at the Paralympics. For some insight into her preparation, her excitement, and her goals for the Paralympic Games, here's my Zoom conversation with Olivia Meyer. You're the only Manitoban competing at this year's Paralympics. You're the only Canadian competing in badminton, I believe. And the sport itself is making its debut at the Paralympics. So with all that in mind, how excited are you? It's it's really beyond exciting. Um, I still almost can't believe it's, it's happening. Um, yeah, thinking back to 2016, when I first got involved, um, Parabound was just something um, I wanted to make the national team, um, just travel internationally. And now it's kind of this whole experience is just kind of beyond, um, yeah, beyond comprehension still. Is there any extra pride um, knowing that you are the only Canadian competing in your sport or the only Manitoban at the Games? Extra pride with that? Yeah. So when I first found out I was heading to Tokyo, it was just, it was just super exciting to make the team. And then um, I got all this kind of news about how, how I was the only Manitoban. I didn't know this. Um, and then, how I was, uh, yeah, the only, only person from, uh, the only athlete for badminton going um, to playing in the first time it's ever being played at the Paralympics. So, yeah, it's just, it's just so, it's just added, all, all added excitement. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. 
I know you started playing when you were eight, uh, but what made you pursue it? What made you pursue the sport? So um, I, I, I've been involved um, in playing different sports. My parents uh, wanted to get um, me involved in all, all different sports. So I played uh, squash, tennis, fountain, um, skating, skating, swimming, and all different sports like that just to also help me kind of uh, develop the, the right side of my body as well as my left side. So, um, but like why I think I mainly got involved in badminton is because um, it's been in my family for a little bit. So my, my grandpa played uh, and then my mom also played when, when she was a kid. So it was really just a natural sport for me to take up and uh, keep with. You mentioned your, uh, your, your body there. Um, I, I'm just curious, uh, can you just explain your condition and what it's called to me and, and how it affects you? Um, so I just have a right side weakness um, due to stroke. So I've had it um, since I was a baby. How it mainly affects me is just in my everyday kind of life w- with like fine motor skills. So just like little um, movements with my my right hand and my um, my right leg a little bit. And I know uh, you've played against able-bodied athletes in the past, which is a tremendous credit to you. But I'm curious just about the dynamic at a Paralympics. Uh, when you're playing different athletes with different conditions, obviously each athlete's a little bit unique. Uh, do you have to adapt your style at all based on who you're playing? Or how do you kind of deal with, with those intangibles? Mm-hmm. So I think kind of like a, a big difference between um, able-bodied able badminton and para-badminton is that um, all athletes obviously have different strengths and weaknesses, um, but with like para athletes, um, your weaknesses and your strengths are a little bit more evident. So um, what you you can mainly do is you can play to that weakness and kind of pick on that a little bit. And it's a little bit more of like badminton's a little bit more of like a power game. Able wide, it, it can be a little bit more of a power game, but um, Parabounds, and I think you have to be a little bit, you have to think a little bit more. It's a little bit more of a mental game. You have to kind of um, be a little bit more trickier in how you can kind of use their weaknesses to your advantage. You mentioned some of the, the mental game, that the power. How would you describe yourself as a player? Are you more of a power player? Are you more of a mental, uh, you know, mental game? Well, what's, what are your strengths, would you say? My strengths, I'd say I'm very, I, I am a very strong player. And I do have I do have very good um, movement. I think around the court, yeah. I think the mental game is um, obviously very important. It's something I can always improve on. But I think um, over the years, I've really um, developed into a, a player that can is pretty strong in um, all the different aspects. Olivia Myers, our guest on the Sport Manitoba podcast. The second half of our discussion is up next. The world of work is changing faster than ever, and companies are racing to adapt to the new normal. With the rise in remote workers across all sectors, there is a greater need for better collaboration tools, access to information, and improved security. At every turn, Konica Minolta is helping businesses reshape the workplace with artificial intelligence, cloud, and mobility solutions. To learn more about digital transformation and ways to future-proof your workplace, go to konicaminolta.ca business. Extreme storms with intense winds can wreak havoc on trees and power lines. Contact with a downed power line can be fatal. If you see a downed power line, call 911 immediately. 
the air, the ground, as well as objects and water around a downed power line could be electrified and cause electrocution. Stay a minimum of 10 meters away from a downed or sagging line about the length of a bus and warn others to stay away as well. This message is brought to you by Manitoba Hydro. Sport Manitoba wants to recognize all of the frontline workers, first responders, and volunteers who are helping to keep us safe during this public health crisis. On behalf of the entire amateur sport community in Manitoba, thank you for all that you do. Is there one thing about badminton that, or, or a couple things that maybe people would be surprised to know? It's just, it's, it's a different game. So where all athletes are um, classified based on their disability, so um, some play, we, we wheelchair can play half court. Um, yes, so some categories play half court, some categories play full court. Uh, but I think just overall, badminton is a really interesting sport to watch. Um, people are, like in Canada, it's not really um, like a really well-known sport. So I think people just imagine badminton, you're just kind of like hitting around in the backyard, but it's a lot more um, technical game. It's, it's the fast, it's a really fast paced, fast paced uh, sport. And the, the shuttle that we're actually hit, hitting with is uh, moving at one of the fastest speeds of any other, of, of any sport. Um, so it's very, it's very athletic, it's very mental, it's physical, it's, it combines a whole bunch of these different things. I imagine the, just, I've played a bit myself in the past. I imagine the cardio and stamina is a big part of it as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, especially the, the, um, so I, I'm, I'm category SL4. So standing lower body four. So I play full court. So yes, stand, there's a big, um, big part of the game of Bampton is the cardio is the stamina. Yeah. Did you play other racket sports as well? Like tennis, racquetball, any of that? Yeah. When I was, um, maybe around, yeah, when I was a kid, around eight, I played, uh, yeah, all three, I played squash, tennis, and badminton. Your competition in, in, uh, in Tokyo, are you familiar with who you'll be playing against? Have you played them before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been to a number of different international tournaments. So I I've played them, um, uh, multiple times. I know, I know who they are. I know how they play. Uh, yeah. So I'm not, no big surprises about who's, uh, who I'm playing with, you know? Not, none from Canada. Can you let me, what other countries are, are represented in, in your competition? Uh, so for the, uh, for, in my uh, category of, of women's singles, um, the top uh, world champion, it will be there. So she's from Indonesia. There's two girls from Indonesia, uh, Germany, Australia, uh, China, uh, Japan will also be there. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I might be missing one or two more, but that's pretty good representation. Mostly from, I think all from Asia and Europe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've had success with mixed doubles in the past. Um, are you, will this just be singles at the Paralympics? Yeah. 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 This is just, yeah. Just singles. Which do you prefer? I think I like mixed doubles a little bit more. It's more fun. Um, it's a little bit of faster, more tactical. There's, there's plenty of different, um, there's plenty of different kind of styles. I think, um, I think mixed doubles, you combine a little bit more of the kind of, uh, mental side. You have to really think and be strategic. And then you also have a little bit more power with, uh, being mixed doubles with one guy, one boy and one girl. Just a few more questions here, Olivia. So, uh, just going to the games themselves, 
Uh, do you have a big contingent of people coming with you, family, friends, coaches, or are you keeping it pretty small due to the whole? Company? It's just, it's, uh, it's just me and my coach just because of protocols there. Um, yeah, my, my family and all my, and my friends would, would love to come, but no, it's just, it's just my coach and me. Do you have the setup kind of plan for how they're going to be able to, to watch you or how you're going to be able to talk to them throughout the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have everything. We have everything going as soon as my schedule comes out then, I'll, I'll send that out to uh, my family and all my friends. Yeah. Do you know, in terms of once you're in Tokyo, do you know if you'll be able to go watch some of the other events or tour the city or is it pretty restricted? Um, I don't know about watching other events. Um, I might be able to watch some other athletes in, in uh, Parabountain, but as far as like going out into Tokyo, um, going exploring and stuff like that, I don't think we're allowed to do that just because of the, uh, they're pretty strict on the COVID over there and uh, how athletes and other coaches, everybody um, is allowed to, what type of access we have and keeping us pretty restricted. For sure. Yeah. If you are able to, are there other sports you would like to check out if you can? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see, uh, well, wheelchair tennis. I really like, Um, I saw that a little bit at the Parapanam games actually in 2019 and then uh, there's like Bacha, I think I want to see. And like maybe wheelchair rugby. If, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit of that. Do you have kind of keys to success that you think you'll need to uh, stick with in order to, to do well in Tokyo? I think it's just mainly keeping um, a good confidence. Uh, hopefully like m- my body and my, uh, my body's feeling good as long as I keep loose uh, then I know my movement will be good and y'all feel comfortable, confident. And also I just really want to enjoy uh, the experience. Uh, yeah. And just try to take it all in and be, uh, be ready to go for uh, September 1st when I uh, play my first match. And the last question I have for you is, do you have any specific goals for the Paralympics or is it just go out and, and hope to play your best? I just want to go out and play my best. Um, as long as I, as long as I do that, um, as long as I feel good and comfortable and confident, then, um, I know I'll do my best. I want to make my, everybody back at home proud, um, when watching me. Um, but yeah, I just want to go and do my best. I haven't played in any tournaments since, since COVID began, which was, uh, yeah, back in 20, early 2020 was when I last played. So it's been over a year and a half. So I want to, um, I've been training. I want to get out there, try to do my best and hopefully maybe surprise some of my, uh, competitors. Well, I know the province will be cheering you on. So I want to wish you good luck at the Paralympics and, and we're looking forward to watching you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Paralympian Olivia Meyer for being such a great guest on this episode of the Sport Manitoba podcast. We wish her all the best at the games in Tokyo. Her competition begins on September 1st. We'll be watching. A bit of a bittersweet note to end this episode, this will be the last Sport Manitoba podcast episode that I host as I'll be leaving the organization to pursue a hockey broadcasting opportunity in Saskatchewan. It has been an absolute pleasure to host this podcast over the last two and a half years. This project started in January of 2019 and I met so many great athletes, coaches, officials and other outstanding members of our sport community along the way. We truly have so many inspiring people in Manitoba. It's been a real privilege to tell their stories, and I hope that you enjoyed them as much as I did. That's it for me. I'm Nolan Cole. Thank you for listening to the Sport Manitoba podcast.